Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat, Boston Sports Podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the second and third round draft picks the Patriots could be interested in, the day two prospects that the Patriots could go for, um, the guys that would really, you know, help the Patriots on offense and defense. And obviously, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But what we do know is that um, the team has a lot of needs and we'll see who could potentially address some of those needs. So starting at the top of the second round. Now, obviously the Patriots in a lot of cases with these guys are going to have to make a trade up or they're going to have to trade down from 14 and grab one of these picks. Now, some of these guys could end up in the first round at the end of it, depending on kind of where the uh, chips fall. But I'm going to give you some of the names that could really stick out for the Patriots. Now, first one is Anton Harrison. Now, this guy has been rumored, mock drafted, anywhere from the middle of the uh, 20s all the way to the, the low 30s, even creeping into pick number 40 in certain mock drafts. Uh, I honestly don't think he'll be available at 46. But I do think he is someone who is going to be available potentially in the second round. And so if they want to trade up in order to bring him in, I don't see that as too much of an issue. And um, there is the the chance that um, you know he is an option. We also have Jalen Hyatt, who is a wide receiver from Tennessee. Now, this is someone who could get drafted by Kansas City at 31. He could get drafted... Um, in the second round, most likely. Um, I mean, the way that the rumor mill is going, I don't know if they'll go for a wide receiver in the second round, especially because I think, you know, if it sounds like they're going for a wide receiver in the first round, like second round is going to be something else. But um, Hyatt is a solid option. And fortunately, I think he's not going to be in the range for the Patriots because I think he's just going to be uh, too high of a second round pick and they're going to be stuck with something that's... Um, at 46, and he'll be gone before that, in my opinion. Then we have someone that could be of interest to the Patriots, and there's a good chance that he gets drafted all the way in uh, the first few picks in the second round, Jamar Gibbs from Alabama. So there was reports that the Patriots were looking for a blue chipper running back. Now, while I do think um, by John Robinson's the best running back in this draft, they weren't going to in my opinion, go for him. And I think the blue chip they were talking about was Gibbs, who is a second-round pick and someone who, in a certain trade, could move you up to get him in the first few picks in the second round. So, you know, he is someone who probably could get drafted anywhere in what I would say, um, I don't know, 33 to 38, 37, depending because um, Houston could use a running back, Arizona could probably use one, um, and the Rams, uh, and, uh, you know, we could also see uh, Carolina at 39, and we could also see, um, you know, other teams potentially get in on that as well. So if they want him, they have to kind of move up the board to go for it and get him if they really want to. Now, the next uh, guy that could be uh, potentially of interest to the Patriots is Dewan Jones. Now, this guy has been all over mock draft boards. I've seen him 
at 46 with Patriots. I've seen him lower. I've seen him higher. Most mock drafts these days have him somewhere higher than 46. And so if the Patriots want him, they got to move up. Um, it's very possible that they do go for him because he has so many intangibles that Patriots could be looking for. And I think, you know, he is someone that would really fill that offensive uh, line spot. And so if your plan is to go for a wide receiver in round one, then going for an offensive tackle probably would be something to do in round two. Um, then we have three guys who are probably going to be off the board potentially when the Patriots pick at 46, but they're all corners, and they're all sort of in the, the second wave of corners that comes in this draft. So you have Joey Porter Jr. and Witherspoon and Gonzalez, who are sort of cornerback group one. Then you have Deontay Banks, who is just on his own because there's no other corners in that range. And then you have Forbes, uh, Keely Ringo, and uh, Cameron Smith um, from South Carolina. And those guys could go anywhere from 25 with the Giants all the way down into the 40s. Um, so these three are sort of all cornerbacks that I think the Patriots would consider if they're there at 46. They've uh, obviously uh, needed a corner, and um, just adding in Jonathan Jones in free agency isn't really going to help too much. So he is someone um, who could really uh, need some help on the other side, and any of these guys could be of uh, service to the Patriots, and they could be available potentially when the Patriots draft. Then we have two guys who could be at 46 if the cards fall their way. I don't know if they'd go for them, but... Kansas State edge rusher uh, uh, Anudike Uzmoa. Uh, I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, and then Northwestern edge rusher Ada Bowore. Um, so uh, definitely uh, two uh, edge rushers that could be of interest to the Patriots and could be guys that the Patriots consider going for at uh, 46 if they're available. Uh, I don't know if they'd move up, but they're definitely options. Then we have someone who for a long time was seen as a first-round draft choice, but I've seen a lot of mock drafts recently having him in the early second, which is Brian Branch from Alabama. He is a combination safety uh, corner type guy, and I think he would fit into what the Patriots would really be wanting in a safety. And because Devin McCourty's gone and they have a need, like he is a guy that... If he's available at like 34 or 36, like don't be surprised if they trade up like they traded up for Christian Barmore. Like this is a guy they could go for um, if they really wanted to. Then we have uh, Clark Phillips III, who is from Utah. He's a cornerback. Uh, this is someone that I've actually seen in most mock drafts under 46. And so if the Patriots really want him, he'll be there in my opinion. But I think you're better off trading down and grabbing him rather than trading uh, up to grab him or just picking him at 46, which um, it doesn't really make sense to me because I think he'll be there by um, a pick in the 50s. That's just my own opinion. Then we have uh, Darnell Washington, who is a tight end from Georgia. Now, they did add Mike Gusecki in free agency, but that doesn't mean they're going to stop adding... Uh, to that position because both Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki are free agents next year. And so if you find someone that works, then it works. Uh, 
Washington seems like he is um, the uh, one uh, tight end that is probably going to be available uh, at this point in the draft. And probably the only second round tight end because, you know, you have Michael Mayer and uh, Dalton Kincaid who are both probably going to go in the late first round. Maybe they could go in the second round, but Washington, I think, is probably the only tight end that's coming at a round two. Um, and then going uh, with some linebackers, Patriots could use linebacker. It's not a big need, so maybe second round is not the best for it. But Trenton uh, Simpson and uh, Drew Sanders, uh, both of which would make for um, good uh, linebacker options for their team. And so I think there's potential for, um, for that. Uh, then we have a few uh, other edge options potentially in the second round. We have B.J. Ojulari and uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech. Um, those are two edge rushers. I don't know if they're you know guys that the Patriots uh, would go for highly, but I think they're um, very good options um, if they're looking to, to add. Then we have uh, tight end Luke Musgrave who I think is probably a high third round, but he could slip into the second round depending on where uh, the cards fall. And, I mean, I honestly don't see him as a Patriots choice because I think there's just other options, but you never really know what uh, shakes up in the draft. Then we have two late second round draft choices, Julius Brents and uh, DJ Turner from Michigan. So they're cornerbacks. Uh, and both guys could be on the Patriots' radar if they want to go for a corner, and there's a lot of other options that are just taken. Um, I think, personally, they're more 50s picks, so they're not going to be, in my opinion, good choices at 46, but if you end up with another second-round pick from a team later in the sort of uh, swing of things, so if they make a trade with, like, the Chargers to get a first and a second, and they trade 14, and you know, they get 54, then yeah, those guys would make sense. But at 46, eh, maybe not so much. Then we have uh, another corner, Tyreek Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. So he is hovering around the lower half of the second round, early third round. More so, probably a pick in the 60s, whether that's uh, in the second round or in round three. Um, I don't think they go for him just because of his place in the draft. Um, so I just don't see that as a good choice second round wise because he's kind of an in-betweener. So if you did have like another second round pick, I could see it, but not with what you got. Um, so I think they pass on him. Then there's uh, Antonio Johnson, uh, who is a safety from Texas A&M. And I like him a lot, but again, I think it's just like he's probably going to be a guy drafted in sort of that 60s range. Could be in the second round, could be in the third round. You know, it's uh, interesting to see where he'll go, but I just think he's kind of out of range for uh, the Patriots for me. And then the final guy that I'd say is probably a... Well, there's a few... Uh, wide receivers here. Um, Cedric Tillman and Joshua Downs. Uh, Tillman, I think, is in a idealistic and realistic world. Low 
second round. Josh Downs is probably going to be more in the mid-second round. So if the Patriots don't go wide receiver in round one, and let's just say they go for a tackle or a corner, like Josh Downs is probably going to be a choice for them in the second round, especially if they have two second-round picks. Like, that's a guy that could really, like, make things happen. So he is a good player. And so uh, I think he has a lot of uh, talent and potential for any team involved uh, in trying to get him. Now, some of the uh, third-round choices, um, and this guy we're going to start with is Keishon Butte from LSU. Now, there were mock drafts that had him going in the high second round early on, and as sort of the combine and, you know, all these different events take place, pro days and this and that, like he's dropped to sort of the top of the third, which is comfortably where I'd see him. And I think, you know, if they're looking for a wide receiver in the third round, they could try and trade up to get him. But I just don't know if he is the right choice because I don't know if they would want to trade up in that case for him. And I think they'd rather just draft a wide receiver when they have a draft pick and not move up for one. Like if they moved back in the from the second round into the third round or they moved back from another second round pick into the third round, I could see it. But um, yeah, probably not going to happen. Then we have a cornerback, Darius Rush um, from South Carolina. Um, and I think Rush is someone who is probably on uh, the Patriots list of choices, but um, I think is a very uh, sort of um, question mark because um, I think he's uh, someone who actually could be available at 76 um, and actually could be um, a good Patriots option um, in my opinion. Uh, but I just feel like when it's all said and done, most likely he's going to get drafted before that, and I don't think they're going to go for him, in my opinion. Then we have a couple of edge rushers. Um, we have uh, McGuire from Missouri. We have uh, Young from Tennessee. And uh, Zach Harrison from Ohio State. Now, I don't know if they looked at Zach Harrison when they went to Ohio State and looked at uh, JSN and Paris Johnson. But I do think um, probably fourth round is where we go edge, unless there's like a good enough edge in the second or third round that's like, I can't believe this guy's still on the board sort of thing. Like if someone is available at 76 and you're like, oh, well, I didn't expect him to be there, then you take, you know, one of those guys. But I think these edge rushers, it's probably not where you're going to go for it. Um, and that's kind of um, what we, we will see. Now, next is a player that I think has basically shown himself on many mock drafts for the Patriots in the third round. This is a third-round prospect comfortably. And at 76, this is someone that there is a good chance that they go for. If round one turns out to be something other than a tackle and round two turns out to be something that isn't tackle. Uh, Blake Freeland from BYU is a consensus 76 overall pick if the first two picks are anything else. Uh, this is someone who can really help our offensive line. I think he brings um, a toughness uh, that the Patriots could be looking for. Um, I like, uh, you know, 
This guy is an option at 76 if they want to go for it. Um, then we have uh, another offensive tackle who could be a Patriots uh, draft choice, Jalen Duncan uh, from Maryland, offensive tackle. Now, he is a third-round choice to me. He's a third-round pick, um, and I think you know where he ends up on the board is all dependent on how I feel like offensive tackles are going to end up going. So he could end up being there and... They decide to take a chance on him because they need an offensive tackle. Um, but he could end up going earlier because of a run of offensive tackles that just get taken. So he could end up being like a choice for the Patriots depending on where he uh, slots and what they're looking for in round three. I think he has a ton of potential. Then there's another guy. Tyler Scott, who was a wide receiver from Cincinnati, and Patriots had met with him before and looked at him kind of earlier on in sort of the process, but they haven't really said much as of recent, and it seems like they're looking more at first-round wide receivers. Now, he is a pretty good uh, 76th pick if they go for it, but again, I think they've been focused more on round one, and they haven't been focused as much on round three because they feel like maybe they can get more value there. I don't know. So he is more of a pick that they would probably make if, let's say, they traded down into the bottom half of the first round and they wanted to draft a wide receiver, but they all got taken, so they draft something else. And then they maybe go defense uh, with their first pick or defense with their second pick, and then they want a wide receiver in round three. So, uh, probably not uh, the best uh, player for what the Patriots are trying to do because I think they need a, either a first or second round wide receiver because that's a big position of need, and I don't think you can wait till round three. Now, the final players that I will look at are both safeties Jordan Battle from Alabama and J.L. Skinner from uh, Boise State. Now, I think safety is probably not as high on the list unless. There's a safety that sticks out. Like if they're looking for someone like um, Brian Branch, who let's say he slips in the second round and you trade up a few spots to get him. Like I could see them going for a safety in the second round like that. But safety, I mean, is probably uh, a good choice here, um, especially if they, let's say, trade down and get an extra third round pick or an extra second round pick. Then they could use one on this. But in my own opinion, um, I think maybe safety is going to be a little bit lower down the board because you have Kyle Duggar, you have Jabril Peppers, Adrian Phillips, uh, Jalen Mills. And while outside of Duggar, they're not real long-term fits, I just think it's probably more of a fourth or fifth round or sixth round. Uh, as you go lower down the board, if they can, let's say they acquire a fifth round pick because they don't have any, well, they could use one and get a safety there or fourth round pick or whatever so I think they're good players just not probably going to be Patriots choices maybe Jordan Battle only because of the Alabama connection but I don't know if that really is going to have too much of an effect uh, and again if they go for a safety it's probably Brian Branch more so than anything now there are obviously a ton of other prospects uh, that they could potentially look at tackles wide receivers uh, edge rushers um, corners you name it, but we're not really going to focus on every single one, uh, even though we kind of discussed most of the second 
uh, and top of the third, uh, leading into the middle-ish of the third. And so um, there are probably a lot more names on the board they could go with in the second and third round. But these were some of the ones I wanted to highlight, and there are obviously more um, that could be discussed. And so we'll kind of have to see what they do. And I think it's dependent on where they end up. If they stay 14, 46, and 76, it's going to be different than if they trade down and acquire more second and third round picks to me. Now moving on to the Boston Celtics, who will be facing off against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks defeated the Miami Heat in their play-in game. Uh, 7-seed taking on the 8-seed. 8-seed, Atlanta Hawks got the victory. Uh, Clint Capella had a great game on defense. He had over 20 rebounds. Uh, you know, they have uh, a very good team that has kind of been in the middle 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 range uh, over the last few years. And I think they don't really have, outside of Trey Young, like that star. And I think a lot of championship rosters have that one tangible star, whether that's Giannis or Jason Tatum or Jokic, you know, or Kevin Durant in Phoenix. I don't think they really have that one. I think Trey Young is good, but has some flaws, and I think DeJounte Murray is good as well. Um, but it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, it's not going to be uh, a sweep like we had last year in the first round, I think. You know, there's a lot of great, you know, matchups. And I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, connections between the two teams with Derek White and DeJounte Murray were teammates and guards with the San Antonio Spurs. You have Al Horford, who played against... Uh, the Celtics, when he was in the playoffs with Atlanta, he played his first part of his career with Atlanta. And you have Jalen Brown, who is from Atlanta, Georgia. And so you have connections throughout. Um, one of the things that I feel like is going to happen in this series is you're going to see more guard-guard matchups um, with uh, Derek White and Marcus Smart or Malcolm Brogdon and Derek White or Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon. Like, we're going to see more of the sort of end game lineups with two guards, uh, Brown and Tatum and Al Horford, rather than having what was last year's Tatum, Brown, Horford, Robert Williams, and Marcus Smart. I think, barring injuries, everyone's healthy. You're going to see more guard guard matchups, um, more, you know, point guard, shooting guard, rather than having uh, Jalen Brown. Tatum, Robert Williams, and Al Horford, because I think it just matches up better with um, the, uh, you know, the general Atlanta Hawks team, and if they're playing Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, they also have some wings and forwards and centers and stuff, but they have uh, two guards in their lineup, and we're going to have to kind of uh, play uh, to match that as it should be, and so I think this is going to be, in my opinion, six games maybe they get five but I think six is probably a comfortable assumption because I feel like the Celtics will go into this and they'll win but it won't be a cakewalk it'll be maybe a little bit of sweat but it won't be seven games it won't be that bad um, and so they will in theory move on to play um, the sort of Philadelphia 76ers matchup whoever comes out of that one on top um, it'll be uh, the Celtics taking on that team. And until we get to Milwaukee, I think it's going to be a pretty easy go of it. It won't be what I would say a sweep. It won't be four games, but it won't be seven. It won't be difficult. It'll be pretty straightforward. And 
Atlanta shouldn't really pose any sort of um, risk issues in terms of us having to worry about the series. I think it's pretty straightforward, um, and we're probably going to win six games, maybe five if we're lucky.